Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back to Table Radio Season 2. And we are beginning yet another new series in our preaching cycle. They just keep coming. They just keep coming. The series don't stop. The hits <laughs> come one after another. Yeah, and so does our preaching series. I know. We will not be stopped, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> for for good or for yeah. ill, better or worse. Yeah. Um, so Andy's here with me Hi, to everybody. talk about our new preaching series. What are we doing and why are we doing it? Well, good question, Anna. You're asking me to reach way back to a few months ago um, when I was thinking, gosh, I'm in charge of figuring out what's next for the sermon series. And uh, which I love. I love thinking, trying to think ahead and like, ooh, what would be fun to do? And basically, I mean, for, for Josh, Anna, and I on staff uh, as pastors, we're always thinking in the big picture. We want to have a broad and we want to cover a broad witness of scripture. So we don't want to yeah. get stuck too much in just one area, one type of literature, places where we're comfortable. We like to stretch ourselves and our community by, by mixing it up. However, the pandemic has sort of thrown a wrench in things, and so... In a big way. In a big way. And so, we've tended to stay close to the Gospels, um, uh, stay close to Jesus, which is sort of, here. you know, it's a nice... <laughs> Probably good instinct. Good idea to do, uh, as, as so long as everything else is just sort of kind of this big chaotic mess, and we don't know if we're online. Yeah. So, we just try to keep things as simple as possible. Um, and in the fall... As everything moved back to in person, we we had done the How to Be Together Again series, mm-hmm. Romans 12 through 15, which mm-hmm. was a lot of fun, really uh, eye-opening for us as preachers and I think to our community and um, learned a lot. And as I was thinking about the next season, uh, it made sense to kind of circle back to the Gospels um, and knowing that in our past we had done the Gospel of Mark. Yep. Um wanted to do one of the other ones. So, there's there's three to choose from. And I had already done a couple of years ago, I had done some extensive work personally just in Matthew, kind of studying it, um, kind of going deeper into it. And so, I thought, well, let's just use some of it. I had already been in there. Let's use some of that. What had led you to do that? I don't remember, Anna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, curious. I think it may have been connected. Last year, I did a discipleship series class for, for one of the Kaleo classes, mm-hmm. the Kaleo Academy class. And there's and a lot of that was Luke and Matthew, and so it might have might have been a part from that, uh, a part of that uh, kind of studying. Hmm. Um, it, but it might have gone before that, even um, looking into um, kind of outlining the book of Matthew and doing doing a bit of background research on that. So I thought, well, I've already done some work on that. I can we can kind of jump in there. And Use so that. there's a part of this larger series that kind of goes all the way to Pentecost that we're going to stick in Matthew, mm-hmm. but kind of just look at different core samples. We're not going to just we're not going to go through the whole book. It's we're not going book. through sequentially. Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we're kind of taking a look at chapter 13 right now, Parables of the Kingdom. It's mm-hmm. all parables in that whole chapter. Mm-hmm. And then in Lent we'll we're going to dip into chapter 16 and 17 and then I think it's 18, I have to double check, but I think it's 18 Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for Eastertide. It is, yeah. So, it is kind of sequentially, but it's not like all in a row. It's not from beginning to end. It's just like kind of taking different thematic parts that kind of match up with the season we're in. Well, and it's interesting because I do remember one brief conversation some months ago when we were talking about, yes, let's focus on the Gospels because we've been in the epistles for mm-hmm. the last little while. And... 
I remember Josh made brief argument for the Gospel of John, and I said, no, 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 because my secret desire was always mm. to study Matthew, uh-huh. because right, right. my favorite commentator, giving a shout out to him now, Frederick mm-hmm. Dale Bruner out of FDB. California, FDB, okay. has written my favorite, and what I think are the best commentaries of all time, these Mm -hmm. hefty two-volume series on Matthew's Gospel. Mm -hmm. And I had, in my own like preaching and study, been kind of combing through that. Even like his footnotes are amazing. And so I was kind of excited to bring that knowledge and perspective. So it's been a great chance for me. (laughs) It works well. You know, I'm excited about it too. And you've introduced me to the, the FDB commentaries now so I'll be this is the way this is the way okay <laughs> uh, yeah so so that's exciting we're we're um, gonna jump into the parables and uh, keep going in Matthew for a little bit until the summer so let's talk about the parables what's unique about them what sort of distinguishes them apart from other parts of the New Testament um, what kind of skills or concepts do you have to have in mind as you come to read them? The parables are in the Gospels are interesting to me because, uh, and we've we've done a series on the parables before at the table, but it's like many years ago, and and what I remember about them, and as we're kind of circling back around again, is that they're simultaneously they simplify things, but they also complicate things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like it 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 provides this nice picture to understand something that is incomprehensible: mm-hmm. the bigness and the greatness of God's kingdom. In a very familiar, in very familiar terms, at least yeah. to first century farmers sure. <laughs> or or peasants, uh, which is you know most of the people that Jesus is speaking to, um, and yet when you start to kind of really dig into them, they're just going. They just seem to go all over the place, and in even the ones that Jesus explains, he often doesn't explain everything about them, mm-hmm. and so you're like, wait, who's the sower? Wait. Wait, you're explaining this and this and this. Why would you leave this? And and you're just like, does it mean this? Does it? And you think you know. As soon as you think you've got it all figured out, there's like three or four other ideas that are different. And you're yeah. like, are these? Do these mean potentially all of these at once? Is there just one single meaning? Mm-hmm. What's what's all of this? And um, one of the thing, fascinating things I've learned is that Jesus didn't invent parables. This was a rabbinic practice mm-hmm. that was happening that rabbis would teach in this way. Uh, to help make this more understandable and easier to access. And so, Jesus is one function of the parables, and Josh will, is going to really focus on this in his Purpose of Parables sermon mm-hmm. that he's slated for. But one of the functions of the parables is to make things clearer, absolutely. But Jesus kind of adds this other function yeah. to the parables that also kind of makes things a bit harder to understand at the same time. And that's that gets really kind of complicated and challenging for us. Yeah, there's something elusive there's and escapable about, about them. That, yeah. That maybe tests our desire, like how much do we really want to listen or to find out? So you've got all these images of things being hidden that need to be revealed, a treasure hidden in the field, a, a pearl of great price that needs to be found out. Um uh, leaven hidden in in some dough that be, mm-hmm. you know fills the whole thing. It's like there's this one. On the one hand, there's this God is going to make it happen, but on the other hand, there's this role that we get to have that is sort of ambiguous. Like, are we going to press in and find the hidden treasure, look for it? Yeah. We're going to press in to to this Jesus person and be a part of this inside, or 
are we going to resist and say, uh, too much trouble, too hard? Yeah, it's interesting because even though the parables are attributed to Jesus, they have this funny interaction with us at the same time where they sort of, they speak to the nature of our own hearts. They engage with our own um, belief and faith in a way that is unique to each person. So even though it's a universal teaching that exists over the centuries and withstands, you know, stands up well to the test of time, each of us bring our own perspective and unique take on them as, as they kind of penetrate our hearts and interact with where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I guess the word of God always does, but the parables particularly do. Yeah. I'll give you an example that kind of touches on what we're talking about because it's it's one that I'm working on right now. Is the there's the two parables back to back, really short, like mm-hmm. a verse each or a verse or two each. It's the parable of the treasure hidden in a field, and the parable of the pearl of great price. And they're both about the same thing: mm-hmm. how valuable the kingdom of God is, yeah, and how it's it's free, but it also costs you everything. So in the first parable. A man stumbles over some treasure that was hidden in a field. Mm-hmm. He covers it back up, runs, sells everything runs he has, away. buys yeah. the field, gets the treasure. Next, right after that, a merchant who's in search of fine pearls finds one of great value, goes and sells all he has, mm-hmm. and goes and buys that. So it sounds like the same parable or same idea, just two different. You know, one's for merchants and one's for people who are different audiences. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about it, it's like, oh, the the first one emphasizes this was found. The guy wasn't looking for treasure. Yeah, he just stumbled on. Maybe he's a day laborer in someone else's field. It's an accident. He's like, oh, there's a treasure. What? I'm gonna go buy the field. Mm-hmm. The second one, it switches the whole. It switches everything around. This guy's looking. He's looking for, he knows there's something valuable out there and he's looking for it and he finds it. And, he, and it seems like Jesus might be communicating two different ways mm-hmm. to stumble across or to find the incomparable value of God's kingdom in our midst. Mm-hmm. One wasn't really looking for anything, yeah. but he found it. By accident. And one was st- orienting his whole life around finding this thing and he found it. Mm-hmm. And there's two different ways to come, come and find Jesus, who is this hidden treasure and this yeah. pearl of great price? Yeah. Yeah, I've been searching around. Um, I found it finally, this quote from one of the church fathers, St. Jerome. And he said that the kingdom, the gospel, is shallow enough for babes to wade in and never drown, and yet deep enough for scholars to swim in and never touch bottom. Mm. And so this idea that babies, scholars... Mm-hmm. Same playing field. Yeah. Both can discover both. Um, there is a depth there that is that is adequate for both and yeah. and is appropriate mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. their stage of life and knowledge. And it is for both of them, even though they come with their own, yeah. you know, personal mm-hmm. um, attributes and knowledge or lack thereof. But the the gospel is the same, and the kingdom is for both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. A full third of Jesus' sayings are in parable form. So this isn't just Is that really something. true? That's what I read. I didn't actually <laughs> go through the gospels and like and you didn't, do oh. the data. I didn't do my own, okay. own data plot on that. I have I've expected you to seen it more in more than one place written down, like third of the parable. So it's verified. Jesus' teachings is in parable form. Okay. So these are important to Jesus. They're not just like, oh, I think I'll do parables once. 
Like, yeah. it seems to be a big chunk of his ministry to people. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's some of the few direct words of Jesus' teaching that we have historically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of commentary on the teaching of Jesus. Like, yeah. that's essentially what the epistles all are. But the Gospels are unique in that they contain the literal words of Jesus. So, to think that the major, or large majority or large share of his words, stories, mm-hmm. makes it go, okay, this must have some significance. We should probably pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's cool. I think what I've enjoyed or am enjoying about it as I research and read more and prepare is I feel like the parables have been a good, I mean, distraction isn't the best word, but in a way they've kind of brought me out of the frustration of the moment. So we're still contending with the pandemic. We're still contending with, um, our current circumstances and it's given me kind of a longer vision or a longer focus Mm. to remember, Oh yeah. Like we're about the kingdom coming to earth. Like God's kingdom is coming and I need to be thinking about what the kingdom is. How is it coming? How is it growing? And how can I spot the signs of the kingdom? And that's a real helpful corrective. I think, you know, the temptation for all of us, including myself, is to become so bogged down in kind of the pressures of the moment or or the mm-hmm. sufferings of the moment. And it's been a real helpful corrective to kind of lift my eyes, yeah. so to speak, and and have that longer. Or even vision. to trust that God is at work in way in ways that we don't get to see. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard in times like these is Everything just seems so hard, chaotic, and a mess. And when are things gonna? And is God at work? What's He doing? How is yeah. this working? And and parable after parable is about you. The kingdom comes in ways that are not observable mm-hmm. until it until it's here, and then all of a sudden it's like you know this explosion of of goodness. You know, think of the parable of the sower and the seed. And it's like all the stuff is underground, or the 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 leaven in the loaf of bread. It's like mm-hmm. you don't get to see it, but it is at work. Yeah. And and that, it it reorients our worldview and calls us to a, tr- a deeper trust that, okay, God, I'm going to trust that the leaven's at work here somewhere. Yeah. I don't get to see it, but I'm going to trust that it's at work, that the seed underground is doing something. Yeah, I think it's been really helpful when we don't see the typical visual signs of the church, which we equate to the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. When we can't see everyone gathered together in person, when we can't have our usual meals and discussion time, when when there's so much of our typical ways of being together and worshiping God and 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 knowing God together, we don't have that. Yeah. It's good to have this study as a reminder that there is there's a bigger vision, there's a long-term vision that is at play and in a sense, I think it helps us in a good way mm-hmm. to disassociate a little bit from our current circumstances. Not that we want to be totally otherworldly or, you know, not paying attention to, yeah, right. to what's going on in our midst. I, I just think it, it, it definitely is a bit of a helpful dynamic when the day-to-day is a bit mm-hmm. wearisome mm-hmm. for everybody right now yeah. to think about... God's long-term mission, God's long-term purposes, and 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 His dream uh, for the world for us. Mm-hmm. I, I just found it's been a it's been a really helpful refocusing. I guess mm-hmm. is what I would say. Mm, yeah, 
Yeah. So I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. thankful that it's, we. It's going to be good. That we decided to do Matthew, that we decided to do this together. Um, yeah, I'm grateful for it. I think it's been, you know, it's it's been engaging and interesting, but also has felt really hopeful. Yeah, it's been good. And I think, uh, I can't remember, is it, I think there's seven parables in Matthew 13. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to span, I think it's like six weeks or so, six or maybe it's eight weeks between... Um, the end, uh, the end of Christmas tide there, and coming into Lent. Mm-hmm. So, something easy to to just read in a few short minutes, just to kind of get a setting. So, it's a good way as you're kind of getting ready to listen to some of these sermons mm-hmm. um, to to kind of think about them. Yeah, to read through Matthew 13 is mm-hmm. pretty fast; doesn't take mm-hmm. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a number of the parables have similarities or there's repetitions or there's the giving of a parable and then the interpretation comes later Mm -hmm. you know there's all kinds of interesting bits to read and orient yourself so we commend that to everybody listening go do some reading in Matthew yeah all right everybody (laughs) happy parables yeah (laughs) thanks Andy thanks for your time yeah thank you see ya bye bye everybody Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, B.C. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors, so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by Richard Charter. For more information, go to richardchartermusic.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca.